and they were being slightly disruptive, I'd say, just talking loudly. One of them One was. of them, okay. The other one was having a competition with me to see who could cry more, and I think she easily took the cake. For sure. You barely cried compared to her. She was sobbing She like, was every sobbing song. uncontrollably. I think I cried at like five songs. Yeah. obsessively drink water right before we're about to record and then we both will start trying to get coughs out that we literally just started gotta moisten the palate i hate and the throat that word that's not the same word i said moisten actually yeah that's not that bad not as bad as moist Exactly. But anyways, if anyone's listening, do y'all hate that word? Moist? Stop it. We do have a lot of new listeners, so we're just going to reintroduce ourselves. So welcome to the Educate Your Earbuds podcast. My name is Paulina. And what are you an expert in? I'm an expert in telling Gerald that his taste in music is a lot better than it used to be when we started this podcast. And for those that don't know, I'm Gerald, the one with the supposedly trash taste in music. Not anymore. Hopefully a little He's bit... He's a refined man. It's a little bit more expanded since we started this podcast. Get to learn about a lot of new different artists that I haven't heard before. Exactly. So we did want to just briefly touch on... So we made an episode last week on the last Beatles song. So sad. Yeah, last I mean, not sad, ever. but yeah. What'd you think about it? It was good. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Obviously, for those that have listened to that, we recorded that episode before the song came out, kind of mm-hmm. a precursor to the song coming out. And now we've since heard it. I, I listened to it the morning it came out. I thought it was really good. I thought it was too, but the people on the radio were being all boo-hoo about it. I don't know what they're expecting. Like, were they expecting it to be a ground change? Changing I think they were just like, wow, it took them that long to make this. And I also heard so many people incorrectly describe the use of AI in this song. In the way it works. In the way it works. So F FYI, it's not them recreating John Lennon's voice. They literally extrapolated it out Mm -hmm. of an old tape. So for anyone that has been hearing that, that is incorrect. And the fact that I was hearing so many like well-known radio station hosts talk about it in that way, it's like, do you guys not know anything about sound engineering? I don't. And I understood that that's not how it was made. Yeah. But like also the song, it's good because of the nostalgia of it alone. Mm -hmm. It's more than that even too, though. Like, I don't know if people were expecting it to be their new number one song of all time from the Beatles or something. Their backlog, their catalog is already so fire. Yeah. Though. I mean, I thought it was a great song. Like, it sounds like the Beatles. And actually, there was a couple people that responded in the episode for us. And they said, this song made me cry, the longing for that innocence of life and tears. And, you know, people were really connected to it. So I thought it was a great song. Yeah, I know. I think people were putting way too high of expectations on it and trying to have it live up. This song kind of be the epitome of like the next imagine or something yeah like that. of like their entire history yeah kind of they wanted all of that in this one song and they were just putting way too much pressure on paul and ringo and stuff yeah no i think that's crazy i haven't seen the video yet though the 12 minute like mini movie so i'm definitely gonna watch that yeah for those that don't know that mini movie is also linked in last week's episode exactly so go check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to some music recs. I know we both have some, so take it off. Yeah, I'll jump in. First one I was going to say, obviously, Now and Then by the Beatles. Since yeah. it's out now, we already touched on that, though, so I'll skip it. My picks this week were all 
what I'm considering very standard sounds for this artist. Okay. So nothing like transformative. Exactly. Yeah. But my next one is by Vance Joy. Rocket. Oh, I love Vance Joy. Rocket. Yeah. His, okay. his newest song. And then last one is Alcohol. Do you know by who? No. Not the marshmallow one. I didn't know Marshmallow had a song called Alcohol. Yeah, it just came out too. Oh. But another song called Alcohol just came out as well. This one is by X Ambassadors, oh. who we've seen. They hadn't come with out with stuff Freeland. recently, right? I actually don't know. I haven't looked back at them recently. We'll so check. Sure. We'll check back. So I'm not giving like new song recs, but rather song recs from the three artists that we are going to discuss this week, our bands, whatever, groups of collective musicians okay <laughs> so the first one is called danielle smile on my face by fred again so 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 good so good mm-hmm. i mean obviously all of these are gonna be good because we just heard them yeah the next one is called night shift by lucy dacus aka one of the boys from boy genius the boys the boys and then the last one is sagittarius a star by declan mckenna Mm -hmm. and one random thing i think it's funny that we talked about the beatles last week and then this week two out of the three groups or musicians that we saw are also british so like are we on a british kick right now because fred is from the uk and so is declan well and declan played a george harrison song (gasps) he did oh my god okay wait we need to wait wait because that's gonna be the last one that we're gonna discuss all right so, obviously, if y'all did hear our episode last week, then you know what we're going to be talking about this week. And so, we actually just finished attending three concerts in one week, similarly-ish to what we did the summer of 2022. Backed by popular demand, the experiment of a concert a week. Yes. Although, this time we did three concerts in one week. Exactly. So, we're going to see how this re doing of the experiment worked Mm -hmm. and just our overall thoughts yeah i guess we'll go through our recap of each i wanted to jump again kind of in chronological order yeah the three we went to the first one we saw was fred again at the shrine Mm -hmm. but i was kind of coming in cold to this you're you were dying to go see fred well yeah because so here recap what happened originally i had tried to buy the fred again tickets when they came out right fred was doing eight shows at the shrines like not an insignificant amount of days that i could have attempted for on two devices axs kept thinking i was a bot which sketchy. I'm not. I'm not. No. Um, apparently, like, per Reddit, it happened to a lot of people. So anyways, long story short, when I tried to get the tickets, I couldn't get a single one. And the resale prices, the original ticket was $50. Resale prices were, like, minimum 200 I know. It was a stupid... Bots definitely bought them up and we're selling them. Absolutely. So we definitely did like a last minute full send. It had to be done. And I was like obsessively checking the ticket prices throughout the days when he started here because I really wanted to go. To try and find the, the cheapest prices like when they were going up. They were fluctuating all week pretty much. Right. You know what's crazy though is that on the AXS website, it said sold out for any ticket that was like not resale, right? Mm -hmm. But apparently, and again, I found this out via Reddit, a lot of people went to the actual venue on the days of the concert and were able to buy tickets. Hmm. I wonder how that worked. I don't know. I'm just a little, it's a little upsetting that they weren't just releasing those tickets online. So anyways, last minute full send, obsessively checking tickets. We ended up getting them for cheaper than what I thought we were going to be able to get them, but still kind of pricey. Still, Still above face value. Yeah. So I guess kind of like moving on let's just talk about some of the questions first that i have for you and then we'll talk about some random moments from 
the show. So first, it was your first time going to the shrine, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So for anyone that doesn't know, it's kind of just like a big room, kind of like not warehouse looking thing, but just a little bit. It's just kind of like one big empty room with a balcony, no chairs, no, like it's a dancing setup, right? Mm -hmm. So what did you think of the setup as the shrine with like all the panels that were on top and like the little twinkle type lights? Well, I I thought Fred himself had a really cool setup Mm because there were some like panel, you know how there's the like screens and panels Mm -hmm. normally behind artists. Right. They had some lined up above the crowd. It was super cool. cool, Like along the roof and they kind of like morphed into the ones behind the screen Mm -hmm. so it was like a a video that like transitioned between the two of them and it was pretty cool yeah i'd never seen someone set up a like a not festival sorry a venue like that yeah and then i also like when artists kind of have a b stage like Mm -hmm. in the crowd i'm so about that they like come down a catwalk and are in the middle of the audience more so so how did the b stage work for us so we actually were sitting right next to it because on the side because you knew ahead of time that he had that and was going to come out there Mm -hmm. so we were prepared and they just had him like walk through the crowd you know bodyguards pushing people out of the way and Mm -hmm. stuff to get there and it was pretty cool we were literally on the railing of the beast yeah 10 feet from him which was pretty cool seeing i know you were super excited about that what did you think yeah i mean i think it helped out that he was doing so many nights because i was like tiktok algorithm knew that i was obviously into fred again and so Mm -hmm. they kept feeding me videos of the prior nights thank god for that yeah it kept hyping me up but also thank god for that because that's why i made the decision of like it's not even worth it to go to the front of the crowd because it's gonna be hectic people pushing or whatever like let's just go and it was perfect we had so much space yeah there were uh, some special guests at that B stage area too. Who were they? There were. So Fred's parents also flew from the UK and were there like right next to us. Mr. and Mrs. Again. Yeah. As are you, you would Mr. Say. and Mrs. Again? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That was cute. I That was very cool. Yeah. Apparently through the like nine, because eventually Fred added one last show. So it was nine nights of Fred again. There's a lot of celebrity sightings. Mm-hmm. So Katy Perry was, was there. there. Lil Nas X, Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know who would have been I hear, there. I hear he's a big Denny's fan. He is a big no, Denny's fan. For those that don't know, Blink-182 randomly earlier, was it this week or last week, played a surprise set at a Denny's mm-hmm. in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyways, I don't know if there was anyone the night that we went because our night was the Saturday of Halloween weekend. Mm-hmm. So There were a lot of people dressed up in costumes. I noticed... Yeah. I wanted to talk about it. What's with all the lifeguards this I don't know. year? That was, I noticed a lot of people, like men and women, dressed up as lifeguards. My guess is because it's very casual and e- like it's a very low effort costume mm-hmm. that can work for both sexes. And yeah, I, but I noticed groups like dressed yeah. up in group costumes. So that was my guess. But I feel like that would make sense if Baywatch was like still a thing. But it's not. Like lifeguard is yes, it's low effort, but a better low effort one is like the Waldos or like thing one, thing two two, thing three, like to whatever number you guys are. But it's not as like ravey, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't necessarily think lifeguards were ravey. 
Yeah. But it was funny though, just like talking about costumes, you and I, it didn't cross our mind once. No, I didn't even think to wear a costume to, to the concert until we got there and everyone was dressed up. There were We could have literally just worn our neon cowboy hats and that would have already been like There were people dressed up dressed up as like Disney princesses. Yeah. There were people in uh, like monster outfits and stuff, mm-hmm. the inflatable dinosaur. I think I saw one of those. I didn't see any of those. I think I saw a, a banana. Who, you, to be this. fair, it was kind of surprising that there wasn't more people dressed up at the Saturday show. Mm-hmm. There was, there wasn't. It was probably fifty-fifty. Yeah. Of like people dressed up and people not dressed up. So, yeah. I don't know. Kind of surprised for it being a rave on Halloween weekend that it wasn't like, oh, everyone go dressed up. But there was also another event that night. There was actually a proposal in the middle of the concert that Fred was a part of and kind of. Yeah. So I have a lot of questions. The first question, how long before the concert do you think the guy DM'd Fred or how do you think that he like had Fred in on this? I think so. There was there were two people in the crowd and randomly Fred kind of stopped the concert in between some mm-hmm. of the songs and was like well there's like a lady here with a sunflower let's get the lights on her he said like oh we every time we come to la we see a sunflower something like some, yeah something mm-hmm. i forget exactly what he said and then it like cuts and there's this guy like proposing to his girlfriend who's mm-hmm. carrying a sunflower during the song adore you which is precious by the way yeah so definitely this guy reached out to fred i would imagine weeks months ago something like that mm-hmm. and asked he was like hey like my assumption on how it went down was that like either both of them or she's a really big fred again fan Mm -hmm. and he wanted to propose during it It was like hey you know would you help me but like someone that's as big as fred he's one of the most followed djs on socials and just like a really popular one right now how like they probably get so many dms how do you think that like he actually happened to see this one i mean celebrities have like managers who manage their socials yeah that's true messages that's true. I'm sure they pick out like important ones to show them. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, long story short, he did end up like first he said like, oh, this guy has a really important message for Jessica. And then they panned like obviously there was a videographer already there prepped. Mm-hmm. So they showed her, they showed the proposal and she was like freaking out. She got down to her knees and then like obviously accepted it. Yeah. Someone gave her like a little veil and like throughout the song, it just kept showing them, which I thought dancing so, and stuff. So my next question is I I thought and i usually am not a fan at all of concert proposals i think they're really cheesy like i see a lot of people doing it at joe bros concerts when when you look me in the eyes is playing and i think that's like super cheesy apparently a lot of people do it at they did it at the eras tour not a fan i was a fan of this one though so i know you weren't no 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 so i thought this one was done well Especially because Fred was a part of it. But you're not generally like a fan. Yeah, I also think public proposals are kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Especially like Fred is big, but he's the venue itself small and he's no like Taylor Swift big. Right. I imagine if she was to start entertaining that thing, she'd have thousands of people texting her for every single concert. Can you help me with a proposal? Yeah. Kind of thing and getting, you know, a bunch of guys down these again yeah those bigger artists it seems so you see you think the size of the concert or the like person that you're seeing makes a difference as far as if it's cute or tacky yes well kind of i i don't necessarily mean that but like like how you said you've seen it at joe bro and Mm -hmm. like i could picture it happening where there's multiple proposals on the same night at a big stadium type tour like joe bros or taylor swift yeah 
you got a hundred thousand people in the stadium. So many pregnancy reveals and stuff. It's like it kind of loses its. It loses that kind of personal touch. I feel like when you. Mm-hmm. Make it a public proposal a little bit. Again, I think this one was done well. This one worked for some reason, though. I don't know if it was because you don't usually see proposals at raves. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, that's probably what it was. I don't know if I've... I mean, I think sometimes there's people that get married, for example, at like EDC and stuff because they have chapels. But that's like different. I feel like you don't usually see proposals. Yeah. I don't know. Something about this one just felt a little bit different. Maybe that was just me, though. Food for thought. Mm -hmm. Food for thought. Okay. One other thing before I get to this kind of like tricky question that I'm just genuinely interested to hear your thoughts, but I did obviously consider seeing Fred again, again, and again, and again, and again. You wanted to go multiple nights to the same concert? Well, yeah, I would have gone again. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it was just like he was really good vibes or the people that we were around, but I definitely considered seeing him again. And you were like, nah, I'm good. So what was it that I think probably was it just that I overhyped myself? I think you did. I mean, I don't know. To me, like it was a really good concert. Don't get me wrong, but just so much energy into it that I'm like, ah, I'm good. Like I'll get you too tired. Take a breather and we'll go to another one sometime soon. Yeah, like two days after. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so this question, I posted it on Reddit, and I actually got surprisingly different responses from people, so I was curious to see what you thought. But you know how people complain about LA crowds being kind of the worst because of influencers and people like here really just caring about the content? I don't think I had heard that before, actually. Okay, well, I've seen it a lot just from... I'm on social media more than you are. Anyways, I thought that we had really good groups of people that were around us for Fred again. I really enjoyed the vibe. Oh, I agree. We kind of like made friends with the one group near us. Mm -hmm. They're pretty nice. They helped us like take pictures and that we took pictures of them. Yeah. God, now I'm making us sound like influencers. No, I mean, just like a personal picture. Yeah. So I was wondering, what do you think is a key factor to having a cool crowd for a concert? So these are kind of the things that I was thinking. Is it the location relative to the stage? Is it the night of the event? So like weeknight versus weekend or like day one, for example, of Fred again versus day three versus day nine? Or do you just purely think it's luck of the draw? Yeah, I don't think any of those factors really play a part. Personally. You don't think any of them do? Mm-mm. I think it's kind of luck of the draw. Because we could have been there same night, relative same location. We could have been like opposite side, but still near the B stage. Yeah. And been near people that were totally different. Yeah. You know, I think we got really lucky that we just happened to be near some friendly people. You got to kind of find the area or the crowd, mm-hmm. the, the, little, the little crowd and the main crowd that matches your energy. Yeah. I feel like we had a nice area because we were actually using a trash can. There was like a trash can mm-hmm. randomly in the middle of the audience. I don't know how it got there. It just, I have no idea. It just kind of appeared there at some point in the night, but everyone around it was kind of using it as like a space. way to make space yeah. and like keep other people from crowding their way in. It was great. And so I think we had a little bit more room to move around, a little bit of breathing room. Yeah. And like they seemed friendly and kind of had similar energy to us. Yeah. And I think you could get that any night. So... I think for the most part, it is luck of the draw, but I do think especially location relative to the stage makes a difference. So just hear me out on this. So I think if you're close to the front, 
you're more likely than not either a super fan or someone who really cares about getting a good video Mm -hmm. or both. You could be a super fan that really cares about getting a good video. So I do agree with you on that. But again, that kind of goes back. My opinion is more of find the area in the crowd that matches your energy. If you're super dancey and want a lot of space, go go in the back back with a lot of dancers. If you want to be up close and personal, go to the pit where it's going to be super cramped, but you're going to find other people who also want to be. But a lot of those people are the ones that get upset and they're like, I had no room to dance. And it's like, well, fool, you were in the freaking pit. That's your fault. Yeah, everyone knows the pits are going to get crowded. But one of the things is, and I think it's the complaint that I often hear by super fans, is that you get all these like frat bros and influencers that don't really care about the music, but really care about the good videos. And so they will push up to the front and be rude and stuff. And they're like not, they're like talking through a set. I feel like those frat bros are the ones that like being up close, not necessarily just for the good video there. They like want to go hard and be like as close to Mm -hmm. the speakers as they can. So Mm -hmm. again, that's some of the energy you're going to get up there. You just have to understand it. Again, I don't like people pushing up to the front. I think Mm -hmm. people shouldn't do that, Mm -hmm. but you have to know if you are up there, you're going to see it. Oh yeah. I agree. I mean, I've been to plenty of concerts where I've tried to be close to the front and you, yeah, you just acknowledge that you're going to have less space. Yeah. So I think we found a good area that was like close enough to the front where it was people that were really interested in the music far enough back where we had a little more space. Mm -hmm. And we got lucky that everyone around us that night had the same same idea. Yeah. Like that's what that area should be for. Agreed. Okay. Any final Fred comments before we move on to the next one? 10 out of 10 concert. Yeah. Great, great music, great vibes, great crowd around Mm -hmm. us, good energy all around. Yeah. No complaints. Great proposal. Great proposal, too. (laughs) It wasn't us, in case you were wondering. (laughs) We wish them the best. Exactly. happy and healthy marriage in the future. Exactly. Okay, moving on to Boy Genius at the Hollywood Bowl, a.k.a. Boo Genius, because it was on Halloween. Oh, my gosh. That's so cheesy. (laughs) No, you know, I saw it from someone on TikTok, and I thought it was cute. Boo Genius. Boo Genius. Okay, what was your first impression of the Hollywood Bowl as a venue since you'd never been? I was confused. (laughs) <laughs> what i guess it is the kinda... layout was kind of funny i wasn't i wasn't i was confused on how it worked but once we got inside it made sense yeah and so, the uh, the casualty of the bench numbers because so many people so we couldn't find our seats and we ended up finding them we found correctly. Them relatively easy compared to what it seemed like a well, lot of other people so what happened in front of us with. Some the the row in front of us, like some people had completely messed up their seats. So some people got there and were like, "No, these are our seats." And everyone was like, "No, we're all in the right seats." And finally, it after- was like five minutes before the boys came out too. I was like, "You guys better figure this out." Unless, yeah, like- they were going back and forth. Who's who's in the wrong seats? What? Finally, these like teenagers realized they were the ones in the wrong mm-hmm. seats after they had already argued for a couple minutes. It seemed like they were. Yeah convinced they were the ones in the right seats and so they moved and that kind of caused a big scene yeah Uh, but i i do think the hollywood bowl could do a better job labeling oh for sure make it easier for people to find so they're not entire those those girls are not entirely to blame yeah i'd say but you just didn't like their attitudes i didn't like their attitudes about it because honestly if you're in the wrong seat the only re- go to the right seat. the only thing they messed up was the row and that should be the easiest part for a person to pick out if they're on the right one the, mm-hmm. the, the rows are labeled very clearly yeah i mean the paint was the paint was kind of the paint was fading so it was hard to see but you should be able to count up 
Yeah. To make sure you're at the right one. Yeah, I agree. So what did you think about all the Halloween costumes, both from the boys and from the crowd? And which was your favorite? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that this was actually on Halloween nights. Mm-hmm. There were even more Halloween costumes. I yeah. know we kind of tried to dress up as the boys. Yeah. So I was your everyday Phoebe. I even got the temporary tooth tattoo on my hand mm-hmm. and was dressed in like loafers and a button down shirt with a black tie. Yeah. yeah. It was easy to do. So I wasn't like a great version of Phoebe, but yeah, mine was a, I guess, discount version of Julian. Yeah. You were discount Julian. Like. Uh, just all black boots, whatever. Flannel. Yeah. But there were a lot of costumes out. What was mm-hmm. your favorite? Well, I didn't know the reference, but you did of the Phoebe that was in front of us. Yeah, there, there's like a picture of Phoebe <laughs> with like a cutout on her butt, Yeah, I guess. Like it was like, I don't know if it was a magazine cover or... I'm not sure. Or just a picture that she posted online or something. So someone dressed up as the Phoebe with the butt cutout yeah. specifically, which was kind of... That was kind of funny. That was very creative, I yeah. feel like. I saw people dressed up as the boys from their drag outfits in the Nashville show. That one was really good. A lot of people were dressed up as angels. Yeah. Because of the song, obviously. Mm-hmm. The boys themselves were dressed up as... The Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That was funny. So that was that was kind of cool. People were really riled up online. Really? Well, obviously fans of the boys liked it because it's a nod to the song. Yeah. Always an Angel, Never a God. Well, that's not the song, but it's a lyric in the song. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, a lot of people really did not, did not like it. take to it. Oh, well, I don't know. To each their own. No surprises there. There was also a couple of people dressed up in like NASA outfits with dog heads. And I didn't realize until later on that that was an odd to me and my dog. Mm, gotcha. I wish I was on a spaceship. Me I, and my dog. I didn't get that reference. Although yeah. you know a lot more boy genius than I do. Yeah. Well, okay. Now I have to ask, what did you think of the, the boys fans? Are we all crazy? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Why is that? I don't want to, I don't want to get all the boy genius fans after us. So overall seemed fine for the most part. Just no one a, passed out. I don't a think. A few here and there. I, who knows in the pit and everything. Yeah. But those those same girls that caused the ruckus with the wrong seats were were near us, mm-hmm. and they were being slightly disruptive. I'd say just talking loudly. One of them. One was. of them. Okay. The other one was having a competition with me to see who could cry more, and I think she easily took the cake. For sure, you barely cried compared to her. She was sobbing. She like was every sobbing song. uncontrollably. I think I cried at like five songs. Yeah, I guess the part that I found obnoxious about it was the fact that like I think the one friend was trying, like felt not embarrassed, but like was trying not to be disruptive. Mm-hmm. And the other fan who was being disruptive was like, "It doesn't matter. We're never gonna see them again." And like, and that's true, but no, it matters. No shame in in that they were disrupting everyone else around them. Yeah, but I think overall the crowds weren't bad. Everyone seemed to be really into it. I was worried that we were going to have the same issues as like the Maggie Rogers concert that people were going to not be singing and be like really rude, which wasn't the case. Were you expecting that from 
Well, yeah, I mean, I figured some of the fans would be similar, so it kind of mm. seemed like it was fine, which I was glad about. Yeah. So what were some of your favorite parts of the show? Overall, I liked kind of the vibe mm-hmm. of the show in general. It was funny. Phoebe brought out her dog oh at my one God. point, which yeah. was pretty cool. Well, she told everyone, she was like, okay, you guys have to be quiet. Snaps only. And she brought her dog out, which is like a little pug. I forget what her name is. Yeah. but She they, called it the Lamb of God. <laughs> they also had like a B stage where they came out Mm -hmm. and it was funny trying to watch them like run back yeah like around i know afterwards phoebe was like oh man should have ran more in high school should have ran the mile in high school because she was talking about sloppy jane Mm -hmm. opened for them which was phoebe's previous band yeah and her and the the one girl from that band like she said they you know walked the mile in high school a bunch yeah. back then and then after that she's like oh man wish we had actually run it yeah phoebe's funny i like her little like comments that she says during the course of the show she's just like a funny person what were your favorite parts of the show so obviously i mean their whole the set list was amazing, but my probably top, top favorite part was towards the end of the set, they each decided to do lead vocals on one of the songs that isn't theirs. So for example, Phoebe sang lead vocals for Night Shift, which is a Lucy song. Mm-hmm. Julian sang, or maybe it was Lucy, Lucy and Julian sang vocals for Motion Sickness, which is a Phoebe song. And then I don't I don't remember what Julian song they did, but anyways, they traded off. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe's version of Night shift was out of this world it was out of this world do you think it was better than the original yeah i'm (laughs) sorry lucy like i think your song is fantastic but like phoebe's vocals went really well gotcha so that was one of my favorite parts i obviously love that they brought out a very 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 famous drummer oh my gosh you forgot about I that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that was my that was one of my favorite parts too. Okay, so who did they bring out? They brought out Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters and not Nirvana. Just, not just a drummer, just one of the best musicians of all time. Yeah, they like surprised everyone. Phoebe's just like, "Hey, uh, can y'all help us welcome our friend Dave to the stage?" Yeah, and it was Dave Grohl. I was like, "What? This is crazy." Yeah, which I mean, we we were trying to see the Foo Fighters a little while back, but. Mm-hmm. Before the Taylor Hawkins. Before the Taylor Hawkins thing. So we still haven't seen... This is, I guess, our first chance to see Dave Grohl live, which yeah, is pretty cool. That was crazy. What was he dressed up as again? So he had, like, Kiss face makeup on, like, from the band, mm-hmm. and looked like another, like, a priest or something. Gotcha. I'm not really sure what he was dressed up as, but that was cool. Mm-hmm. I also like that they put little horns on the Hollywood Bowl to make it look like a little scary monster. Oh, I forgot about that. What else did I like? I did not love 100 gex which was the opener yeah their vibes are so mixed like some of their music i like and then some of their music is i just don't get it there were like two songs from them that i liked Mm -hmm. but yeah i wasn't a huge fan of of them i don't know the guy's humor in between songs just took too much time in between songs wasn't really my vibe either yeah but overall i was i liked the concert yeah we do have to say there were other famous people in the crowd so first of all phoebe's Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Rumored boyfriend. I mean, I feel like it's pretty, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Bo Burnham, the comedian. Yeah. Got a couple Netflix shows, so check it out. Yeah, but that was cool. Unsponsored. Yeah, unsponsored. I wish we would have been near him because I definitely would have said hi to Bo Burnham, but I really wish we would have been next to this other person. Who was it? Billie Eilish. 
Oh, she was there? Yeah. She was Just like middle of the chilling? crowd. Yep. Yep. She's friends with them. But I don't think like, I realized that. Yeah. Huh. I'm like, what in the world? Can you imagine if like casually Billie Eilish was sitting next to you, like singing their songs? That'd be pretty cool. I'd be like, everyone shut up. I want to hear Billie sing oh Boy Genius. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Overall, what'd you think? I'd put it below the Fred concert if I was ranking the concerts. It's the so different. It's so The mellow. vibes are so different. It's hard to really compare... I mean, it's complete opposite. One is like pretty hype. Very upbeat. The other one is very depressing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So hard to compare. But if I had to rank the concerts of the week, I think I'd put Fred above Boy Genius. Fair. For uh, Gerald's personal picks, you'd probably do opposite. No, I, I'm not going to rank. It's too hard. They're no. too different. So moving on to the last one, and this was kind of like a happy medium in between the vibes. So we saw Declan McKenna at the Novo, which this Indie is just a artist. venue that I like just in general. Yeah. I don't know why. It's like very The Novo is really cool. It's like double decker. It's mm-hmm. got like the the all the standing people on the bottom and then there's like sitting room kind mm-hmm. of up top. You can't really see it unless you're in the pit i yeah. guess so what'd you think of declan i enjoyed him i yeah. thought he was pretty good for the first part maybe this is my personal opinion mm-hmm. and so if anyone who's listening was there disagrees with me feel free to but like i felt like he didn't he didn't get super hype until kind of near the end of his concert of his performance he was like went... lower energy at the start or was that just so? me i think it was high energy to start the middle section was kind of low maybe energy. that's what it was it kind of went down and mm-hmm. then it picked back up mm-hmm. for the last couple songs mm-hmm. not necessarily the crowd just like his or the, his energy the performance energy yeah. i thought he was great though there's a lot of music from his that i hadn't heard pre this was probably the concert that i didn't prep for yeah. much at all but now i'm gonna listen to a lot of the music because there's a lot that i didn't know that i really liked i mean this entire week of concerts i felt like was me coming in a little bit colder than you for sure you knew more of the songs of all the artists obviously you're a huge boy genius fan everyone, mm-hmm. everyone all of our listeners know that but no overall i enjoyed it there were a lot of his songs that like i didn't know the lyrics to but i was mm-hmm. definitely like vibing with as for we sure. went through they sounded really good so how would you say the vibe was different for like the as far as like the general ambiance atmosphere from Fred again to Boy Genius to Declan? Declan was very what I'd call kind of standard concert vibes. Yeah. Just like yeah, people that's true. dancing around, singing with the music, bopping up and down. Yeah. Fred obviously very high energy and Boy Genius on the opposite end low energy. People sobbing. People sobbing, not really dancing, more just a lot of scream singing, what I call it. I would say it's passionate singing. Passionate singing, scream seeming, you know, semantics. Sure. There was some scream singing at Declan from, I'd say, the younger crowd. Yeah. Uh, I'll touch on that at, at the end. Okay. I do have something that I want to post to you, though. Okay. So, and mainly because this happened to us. <laughs> what? But if someone pushes up close in front of you and are taking up your space... Do you, A, keep close to them so that they're uncomfortable in the hopes that they leave, or B, let it slide and back up? Oh, 100% keep close to them and make them uncomfortable. See, I do not like that. No, I I am not going to reward their bad behavior for them pushing next to me or something. I'm not going to move for them. I'm not going to let them through. But then you're making yourself uncomfortable. No, I'm not. They They will move, trust me. 100% 100% of the time. I feel like that's super passive aggressive. I plant my feet in the ground and I do not move them until they move. And then I get my spot back. I feel like that's kind of passive aggressive. They're the one being 
having bad concert etiquette, pushing in front of people that were there well before them. I don't disagree with you, but would it not be better to just ask them, be like, hey, can you move? Like, I was already here. Yes, but they don't move. This, okay, for background on this girl, she was- She looked annoying. Super rude. This is, and I'll touch on it again more at the end. I don't want to go too much into it now. But there was a family next to us. Which I didn't even realize. It was, it was a, a dad, a mom, and a daughter, all significantly short. Like they had- Yeah, they were shorter than me, and I'm a short gal. They had found like the perfect angle for them to be able to see, like the dad was shorter than you. Mm-hmm. You're you're what, 5'3"? Yeah. He, he was shorter than you. And the mom and the daughter were significantly shorter than him. Yeah. It's a very short family. After she wedges her way between us, she looks like she's looking for an even better spot. She did look like she was looking for a better spot, and wasn't she? she leans over top of the three of them in between That's the mom so and the daughter. Her hair is like falling all over them. She's literally like leaning to the side, like in between them. And this like, girl definitely had main character energy. Exactly. Yeah. She's rude. And then, you know, once he came on, she was actually, she wedged her way through after he came on, like he had started. And then that's when they, yeah, they came in. She was, I talk about this, I think a little bit in our etiquette episode, like find the area that matches you. I keep, mm-hmm. If you're in the pit, you're expecting to be crowded. But like we had found a spot where there was a little bit more space. Yeah, we were close to the back. Everyone in the area kind of has the same feeling. Like we want a little bit of space, but we still want to be close to be able to see. She like wedges her way in that area and then like kind of pushes everyone out of the way so she can start dancing. She She was dancing obnoxiously. She's the only one in that area dancing. There's like more room if you go to the back with all the other people that want to dance. Yeah. Well, like people were dancing near us, but the way that she was dancing definitely seemed like she's trying to get attention flailing the arms up and down uh, like out to the like sides. video dancing yeah exactly and like if anyone doesn't know what i mean i mean like you are thinking someone's like taking a video of you for like tiktok or whatever so you look cute and like you're feeling the vibes and like just dance a little bit extra mm-hmm. so you are just you decide that you're gonna just make them uncomfortable i mean she did leave but that was only because they needed to go to the bathroom no, because they came back. They were, they were just a, f- a little bit behind us. So they never came back exactly to where we were. Well, so she did. She left for a second, then came back, wedged her way in between oh, us she again. Did? Yeah. That's, there was at one point I was trying to like have you fill in that space since mm-hmm. you're a little more compact than I am. Mm-hmm. But she came back like as I was trying to get you to fill in that space. I don't think you even noticed. No. And then she left again with her friend. But then I noticed I saw, I saw them since I'm a little bit taller than most people people i could see them that her and her friend had like done it again just a few people down had like wedged their way up closer Why? oh so that's where they again. went mm-hmm. that sucks for the people that so they got i think near. i think they were just trying to find a better spot that's like if you want a good spot get there early i'm sorry yeah the one kind of other question that i had because this was our last concert during the week and like we were kind of exhausted and like you know we're social people we had busy work week busy not work week. So do you just go to the concert and just chill? Maybe like no drinks or one drink? Or do you decide this is the time to rage and go hard? No, this is definitely the chill time yeah. for me. Like I'm, it's like, this is a little bit more relaxed concert. I just want to go enjoy live music. Would it have been different if Fred and Declan were flipped and we had seen Declan first and Fred was our last? Yes. Because I wouldn't have been as drained from earlier in the week. So I would have so more sorry, energy. So sorry, Fred. You totally drained us no, for the rest oh of the year. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, 
So you were kind of touching on this earlier, but some of the younger crowds at Declan. Yeah. So, so this is what I was saying. I come back to, I've noticed, I don't want to call it a Gen Z problem because I don't think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. But I think there are a significant number of younger fans who don't know how to behave at concerts because the girl at Boy Genius who messed up her seats, they were younger. She was talking way Way too too loud loud. and she was saying oh don't worry we're not gonna see them again she kept taking pictures and videos with flash on she yeah she was videoing with flash on so the flash would be on for like a minute at a time i don't know to me that's not the right attitude to go in just being like oh since we're never gonna see him again it doesn't matter like i don't need to yeah i agree like behave that's just bad manners it's like zero shame yeah kind of thing and when you go to a live music event there's kind of like the unspoken social contract that people need to abide by and like when you probably are gonna if you hang around the same crowds you might actually see them again yeah so and the the girls at declan were a little bit younger mm-hmm. i think some of the reason we had the good crowd at us at fred again was because it's not like people were old but it was a little bit older like people, it wasn't college kids people seemed experienced in going to live music events know how to behave yeah that's true know, like not to bump into people yeah that's true that's a really good point mm-hmm. i mean with the exception of the few we did for the most part have pretty decent people yeah so that's us. what i want to touch on i think i think maybe that just comes with like going to more live music events you understand kind of how to behave yeah what i was kind of pleasantly surprised by at least at declan is there seemed to be way less people taking videos or maybe i didn't notice it as much yeah so I agree. I didn't notice it as much as I was expecting. I was mm-hmm. kind of expecting Declan to be one of the, like the Gen Z artists you hear about yep. on TikTok where people like come in for like one song yep. that they know and then dip out. Totally not that And it case. wasn't that. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised because especially with how young the crowd was at Declan. Yeah. No, I so, totally was too. So, so snaps to them for that. I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm poo-pooing, poo-pooing on, on, on younger music listeners. I'm not trying to. Yeah. I'm just like, it's just something I've noticed. But I did... I, I did overall like the vibe at Declan. Yeah. From and the then crowd. you said that there was, he did a George Harrison song, right? Do you remember what it was? I'm blanking on the name now. We'll now have to look it up. Me. Okay. So final comments of the three concerts, which one did you like best? And I already said, I'm not going to answer it because the vibes are too different. So oh my gosh. this one's all you. I'm going to get a lot of hate spot. for this, but I got to say Fred, it was just too fun. The people around us were so friendly and yeah. nice that Fred again for sure yeah would be my pick 100% that's totally fair and then I think I'd probably put Boy Genius above Declan Mm -hmm. um, even though that's not normally my type of concert vibe yeah I did enjoy it yeah okay so this is kind of a hypothetical question theoretical not hypothetical so why does seeing multiple concerts in one week kind of seem like it takes a lot out of you but multiple days of a festival does not. Like, what is different? Ooh, that's a good one. I had never thought about that before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I did feel a little bit drained by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. But it's only three concerts compared to a three-day festival where you're seeing like Multiple 20. sets. Right. Hmm. I think because festivals, you're like mentally prepared to go in. You like, you're not working any of those days. I think it's because you're in, immersed in the experience. Exactly. You're kind of in your own world. Yeah. It feels like, especially if you're camping and at the end of a festival, like I know a lot of people have like the, po- we talked about post-festival blues. Mm-hmm. It's like when you come back to reality, Oh, I have a job. I got to go to school or yeah. something like that with, you know, just random concerts spread it throughout the week. You never really get a chance to escape at all. You're just 
going to a concert for a few hours and it's, oh, I got work in the morning. Yeah. Oh, I got class, you know, 8.30 a.m. next day kind yeah. of thing. For me, one thing that makes a difference is having to go to different locations. That sheer fact, like if all three of the concerts were at the same place, it would almost feel like mini festival in a sense. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I was here the other day. It's like you don't have to relearn something new each time you're going. It's like day one of a festival. You're trying to learn the layout and all the stuff and it's like more hectic. And then by day three, you're like, oh, easy peasy. I know where you the know where stage is. Yeah. I know where the closest bathroom is. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think obviously three days of a music festival takes a lot out of you, but there's also more like lulls of like you there's some sets that you might just like chill out versus if you're going to three separate concerts for three different people that you really enjoy mm-hmm. i feel like you have to be like more mentally excited and you're prepared. like on point all three of those days versus mm-hmm. at a festival you're like oh i can take a break we can go just jam out listen to music for a few minutes like while we get some food from one of the tents or something exactly you're kind of like actually fully immersed for those mm-hmm. full three concerts. I get that. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting concept. Good uh, good thought game to play. And then we touched on this, and this is probably my last question, but did you notice anything different about the crowds? Yeah, I definitely think the crowds kind of have similar energy to the artists. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of have to, yeah. in a sense. Boy Genius a little bit lower, but definitely age for sure, too. That's the biggest thing that Declan you notice. Boy Genius had, had a, a little bit of a younger crowd, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of goes to, I feel like, the inexperience of people attending right live music events like i didn't i didn't say this earlier but boy genius the girls in front of us like were dressed up as angels and they mm-hmm. had these these big fluffy halos on their oh, head that yeah. were like blocking views and like, like girl take it off like they're very nice we just asked like hey would you mind taking that off and they're like oh my gosh i'm so sorry i didn't realize that was blocking your view and so it's like but it's like a no-brainer dude like there's people behind you. you you think it should be but like i appreciate like you know they they appreciated us asking them yeah to, to take it off and they were fine doing that so maybe it's just something like there's certain concert etiquette things you learn with time as you go you'd think it'd be a no-brainer yeah i'm sure there were things we did when we first started attending that might be annoying i know a lot of people get annoyed at me for being tall yeah but but you can't i can't really change that like i can't take off my head which actually we saw a pair of giants at fred again remember oh yeah i'm sorry i shouldn't call them that (laughs) they were two tall girls one tall guy uh-huh. One of them was a model at one point because I had to ask her. I was like, I'm sorry, but were you a model? Yeah, cause I think she was wearing heels, but with the heels, she was taller than I was. Yeah, they, they were they were tall people. Mm-hmm. So all in all, go uh, go see some live music. I thought it was great. Yeah, 10 out of 10 live music this week. Uh, you know, this podcast, we just want to like help people experience live music in general like mm-hmm. and enjoy it. We think it's one of the best ways to experience music and learn about new artists like yeah we always encourage people to go to concerts that that they're not familiar with too mm-hmm. even if they only know a few songs i know a lot of people online are kind of they're gatekeepy crapping on that yeah. idea right now they're saying oh my gosh the the vibe was so off they only knew one song and they left but like and i agree that that shouldn't be how you do it but just because you only know one song by the artist doesn't mean you're not you supposed to be there, there. like right. you can still go and enjoy the music and learn mm-hmm. like what that artist is like exactly so if you were at any of these shows we would love to hear from you and just like in general if you have any questions or any topic ideas for us make sure that you email us at educate.your.earbuds@gmail.com. at gmail.com we would absolutely love to get y'all's feedback 
And then also make sure that you follow us on our socials. So Instagram, we're educate.your.earbuds.pod. Threads, we have the same handle. And then on TikTok, we're educate.your.earbuds. Be sure to rate us five stars if you think we deserve it. It really does help. Also sharing this with your friends, we would definitely appreciate it because it helps us bring you these random, weird music topics every week. Exactly. With that, thanks for listening, all. Bye, y'all.